From the Bible Chapel comes a new podcast, Fresh Faith. Over the years, Ron Moore has received many questions and has heard some great stories of what God is doing in the lives of people at our church. We've heard the questions and love the stories, and we're so excited to share them with you. Last week, we heard the first part of Ryan and Denise's story. We learned about Denise's time away from the church and how God had been working on Ryan's heart. The persistent invite from a friend finally brings Ryan to church and changes their lives forever. Ryan's been to church and loves it, so let's hear more from them. I think I was still in a fog from having a tiny child, tiny preemie child, and a one-and-a-half-year-old who was sick. But I, I just remember um, it was something that um, it, it intrigued me because I wanted to check it out because it wasn't something that, you know, hearing him talk about it, it wasn't something that I had, had ever really experienced. I, I experienced some as, you know, going to youth group, but nothing um, – nothing like he he talked about um so again it was just building up that hope for me that mm-hmm. it would be something that would be um long term for our family um and and i know that we had wanted to go between sick children and right. and uh the time of year it was difficult so um we finally were able to get together all of us together and go christmas eve so that mm-hmm. was our our big outing after she was born, was we went to Christmas Eve service together. So, um, <clears throat> so Madison was born October, October fourth, uh-huh. and so a month later, well, well, six weeks later, maybe you go to this Thanksgiving breakfast. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Then you go back to church, and then so you're coming back, Ryan, and you're thinking, are you, are you, are you? Uh, what, what at po- what point? Looking back, at what point do you think you you said? This is for me. This is real. I trust in Christ. Was it, was it more of a, a a moment in time, or was it a process where after a time you just knew you had you had done it? Yeah, it was, it it was the the latter. It was a process. Um, I I can remember thinking, you know, my previous church experiences, which were very very minimal. Um, I remember sitting in in a church and. It was like Charlie Brown's mom. There wasn't anything relevant being said that was relevant in my life. And when I came to the Bible chapel, there were moments where you or whoever was preaching were speaking to me. And 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 I you ever see those uh, illustrations where like it zooms in on one person in the crowd and, and that that's what it felt like many different times mm-hmm. for me and and it was um it it was personal and that was the first time i was hearing things that were like how does this relate to today and th- that just meant a lot to me that this isn't some archaic book that was i always thought personally that the bible was you know a way to police people and that's just kind of the way i thought about it like people were out of control let's fu- figure out a way to 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 make people want to behave right mm-hmm. and that was the way i kind of thought of it I, I don't know where i got that from that's my own psychology you know <laughs> so um so when i hear this relevant you know teaching that was directly affecting my life 
then it was a whole like eye opening thing for me. And so um I I never um had a moment where I was like I want I want to trust in Christ. What happened was um we so we I was attending church, we tended together on Christmas Eve and um then the following Sunday I attended uh, alone again because uh, Madison was kind of fussy that that morning, and so um, I got I went to church and I got home from church and I well, there was a Steeler game at four o'clock we were going to my mom's house for, and I said to Denise I said I got to get my own Bible I had been um, grabbing one of the Bibles every every uh, Sunday and and using the 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 church's Bibles to kind of look up scripture as as the teaching was going on and uh I said I need to get my own Bible and she she said okay we'll we'll go sometime this week and grab a Bible and I said no I I need to get one now I need to get one today and she's like oh okay um so we went to uh the bookstore at the mall and we went inside and found the religion section, <laughs> which was far bigger than I thought it would be. And then, so we're going to pick up a Bible. I go to pick a Bible, and there's a million choices. And and they're all different. There's four letters, three letters. I'm like, what version do we, like, read? So I, I remember calling John Shell from the bookstore and saying, John, um, I'm at the bookstore. I'm getting a Bible. What one do I get? <laughs> so he walked me through that on the phone. And uh, that day I got my first Bible. And we went and watched the Steelers play and uh, uh, went went home and went to bed. And uh, our worst nightmare um, became our reality when we woke up in the morning and Madison had suddenly passed away mm. in the night. And um, that was about as chaotic and scary and traumatic. I mean, the pain that that we had, um, yeah, that, there's just no way to describe it. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I could that morning or that day I could go through it slow motion and then the year after that I can't remember anything that happened mm-hmm. you know it's mm-hmm. just um, <clears throat> it just something that you maybe I was just so naive to things prior to but something that you never think that you will ever have to go through and you hear about it but nothing that you would ever imagine that you would walk and it was the worst feeling and even to this day you know myself I, I when I think back to that day I a lot of times don't let, allow my mind to go there just because I, I don't want to have that feeling that we felt that morning mm-hmm. <clears throat> Ryan you you described it as just being numb yeah I, I um, <coughs> there's just a disbelief and you you think like like this can't really be happening this isn't this no, like mm-hmm. it's not what's supposed to happen, and um, 
And I, I remember um, I was still in my T-shirt and shorts that I wore to bed and woke up in. And um, and it was December in Pittsburgh, and that means it's pretty cold. And there was snow outside, uh, not much, but there was a little bit of snow. So it was below 30, you know, 32 mm-hmm. degrees. And I was outside in my T-shirt and shorts with no shoes on, no nothing. I, I felt nothing. Mm-hmm. I, I It didn't. I remember thinking I'm, I'm, I should be cold, and I couldn't feel anything. Mm-hmm. And uh, now I was just going to say I remember that day we, you know, after all the excitement in the house kind of wore down after all the, you know, parents came over and and um, and after the because after a child dies it, there's a ton of people there so there's tons of police officers and and the coroner and and just mm-hmm. tons of people just taking pictures and you know and and doing all those sorts of things after everybody had left i remember ryan the one thing you'd said was do you want to take a drive to the church and i hadn't been there since christmas eve you don't remember this do you now that you say that that's the i don't i didn't remember that remember we we drove to the church and i don't know if you had called mike prior to but he he was there and we were able to talk to um Mike McCormick. And he had he come was, to our house earlier. Earlier in the day, mm-hmm. yeah. And we talked with him there. and um, it, But that's kind of where you turned, and that's where you felt comfort was, you know, let's get out of this house and let's hmm. let's let's go there. And, um, and I hadn't felt that comfort yet because I had just gone on Christmas Eve. That was really my experience here. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, you know, something that you – somewhere you had attended the last, you know, six weeks or so yeah. that you – um, wow, yeah. I didn't even remember that. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we, we drove here. Because you guys, and I, I, I know it's, it's, like you say, Denise, you don't even want to go there, but mm-hmm. as you guys think through that, what, you know, as I've heard your story, I, um, as we were sharing the story on Sunday, you know, I thought, you know, um, Madison is born in really difficult circumstances. Mm-hmm. and and you think, okay, that's the great story, right? Because God, it wasn't luck. God mm-hmm. allowed her to be born, and yeah. then, and then, He takes her. Mm-hmm. You know how how do you how do you kind of put all those things together? Um, I, I don't. I, so, for for me, um, immediately. It, it, it took time to process mm-hmm. yeah. things. Um, you're, you're you're really in disbelief for a long time. You're kind of like working through these processes. But over time, I've come to be so thankful. I feel like, like at first I thought, like, why did we only have her for 80 days? Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, thank you, Lord, for giving us those 80 days. That mm. was a gift from you. Mm. And maybe mm-hmm. she could have been gone when she was feeling her belly. And 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 guess what? God pulled through and mm. gave us this precious 80 days with her. And mm. um, that's kind of over the t- over the course of time mm-hmm. how we were able to to appreciate the gift that she was instead mm-hmm. of. Um, you know, thinking that, uh, you know, 
the song we we closed with this this weekend you know we had lost a a child and i can remember being in the services and having that song played and it's you give and take away and mm-hmm. just bawling mm-hmm. in this church service during that song it was mm-hmm. it was it was but the following line was um my heart will choose to say how how pre- uh, I can't even think yeah, right blessed now. Be your name. Blessed yeah. be your yeah. name. Yeah. And and that was the choice. I mean, it was so relevant to us. You give and take away, and then we were told, like we were, it was the guidance for us that we needed. Like mm-hmm. you can choose to still praise God, and that's the choice we made. Mm-hmm. And so, um, it was, yeah, as hard as that was. And as um, hard it is as it is to lose a child, the circumstances that were around us, how God revealed himself to us through her life and through her death, and how um, many other circumstances that came of that were so crucial for Mm -hmm. us to be able to keep our marriage together, to um, without, without the Lord, I don't. I don't know how the divorce rate for people that lose a child that are not Christians can can be higher than zero. I don't I don't right, know because right. I can tell you if we didn't have the Lord, if I didn't have the Lord, there are so many sinful and um, ungodly thoughts mm. that go through your mind. There's guilt. There's there's all these things. There's blame. There's just a bunch of different things that you're you're going to process, and without the Lord in the center of our marriage, I don't I don't know that we had a shot. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's amazing uh, when I hear you say that we have a little uh, grandson just passed away, and uh, he lived for seven hours, and it, we have thanked God so much for those seven mm-hmm. hours, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. I, I, to hear you guys say that for those 80 days, that was, that was God's gift. And you, mm-hmm. and you really, and you really have learned to see it like that. Mm-hmm. Now you're brand new in your faith. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, from the outside looking in, it would be, okay, God, here I am. And I trust you. And then, and then this happens. And and during grief, there's just natural questions. I mm-hmm. mean, those are natural things. And yet, Ryan, for you, th- that was that was like the confirmation that man, you this was it, this was for real. Well, I, I that was the moment that I realized, like, hey, I, I'm a believer. I, I I'm turning to God, mm-hmm. and I'm asking why, and I don't understand a lot of things, and I don't understand why this is happening at the time. But I'm in. Like I believe it to be the truth. Mm-hmm. And um, that I remember the the um, when I was outside in the cold, and it was. Um, and I remember looking up at the at the sky and saying, "Why?" And just being so heartbroken and just broken. Um, it was really hard, and I think. Um, I think about grief and I think about how men and women um, 
kind of grieve differently. Like that day, while people were there, we weren't even like together. No. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and I think that that was probably best because, you know, we were together a little bit, but man, just going through that and kind of figuring all all of that stuff out. I, I don't know. There was just a a, a big process. But I never really was angry with God, but I wanted to explore this and and kind of find out more and and understand Mm -hmm. him better. Mm -hmm. I think the statistics are that about 70 percent of uh, um, parents that lose a child, the the marriage doesn't Mm -hmm. last. Mm Mm-hmm. And as you as you guys were saying, you grieve differently, and and uh, you grieve in different times. You grieve in different levels at different times. How did how did you guys how did you kind of work through that uh, together? How did the Lord kind of take you through that together? So I think um, we both we definitely grieved at different times. Um, mine would be a, a lot in the car. Uh, I think is whenever I would that was most of my grieving. Um, or or late at night, um, we tried to shield our son a little bit from that as well. So I think that naturally just we grieved separately. Um, but what I remember is just, which I think kind of put us on that same path, was just diving into everything that we could. It was almost like church overload for us. Like, mm-hmm. don't you remember we would go, we signed up for every single class we could, we could find. Uh-huh. You know, we were doing the... Tough questions class, and what were the other ones that we did? There was, there was a ton of different classes. We did that the we marriage um, enrichment, or not the. Oh, what's it called? The couple that um, came here. Love and respect. Love and respect. Love we and did respect. that. Okay. Yeah, okay. Um, and um, yeah, I think just kind of diving in and. And our parents did too. Our parents who, and my parents and Brian's sister and his mom, you know, hadn't we all hadn't attended church. They hadn't attended church, and it was just this. They all really rallied around us and, and attended church every Sunday with mm-hmm. us. We would never miss, and it was that was our source of comfort. Really, was every Sunday we we couldn't miss it because it. That's kind of what got us through the week. Mm-hmm. Um, Interesting, isn't it, that God? A lot of times when. People go through difficult times. They run from God, mm-hmm. and for you guys, He just He just brought you mm-hmm. diving back into Him. Yes, yeah, and Absolutely. like Ryan said, I, I felt the same way. I I was never angry. It was I was running towards Him because I wanted that comfort. And when I mm-hmm. did run towards Him, I felt it, and it was almost like a physical feeling that I could feel that I could physically feel. Jesus wrap his arms around me hmm. during just the moments in the car when I would cry and you know I would mm-hmm. and I would pray. Yeah, and, and 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 that's the thing when 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 men and women grieve differently sometimes um and we learned this through um other couples and and that um were we were around for for support that had been through the loss of a child as well is a lot of times there's a disconnect between a husband and wife because they're grieving differently and they and and the wife may think the husband's not grieving and meanwhile like i wouldn't want to grieve in front of her because i wanted to be the strong one and mm-hmm. so i would be grieving 
crying on the way to work or doing those things and kind of and so I think understanding that men and women grieve differently and it's going to look different and and however you grieve that's okay like I think that that was very helpful mm-hmm. to, to us um, for for those who have uh, who've lost a child uh, did you guys find any support group or mm-hmm. anything that was that God used uh, in particular to kind of help you work through some mm-hmm. things yeah we actually go ahead no I was just going to say you know it's it's when you look back and, and you go through something <clears throat> as monumental like this in your life and you can look back and you just see all those pieces of the puzzle that fit together and and you just recognize that God has really been there all along. Mm. You know, that's what we were fortunate. You know, I feel like we were very fortunate to see that because you can really recognize that while he didn't orchestrate her, her death, he really he, he orchestrated the, the circumstances around it. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Just it, it never goes away, does it? No, I mean even just down to you know, I, I feel like just everything worked for our healing and for us to be brought closer to Him. You know, mm-hmm. down to anything I felt like in our circumstance that could make something so tragic easier on us. I felt like it 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 worked out that way. You know, any even from the employer that I worked with at the time. You know, I had gone back to work right about two weeks prior to her passing away, and um, they graciously allowed me to bring her to work. So I, you know, I look back and I'm like, wow, I'm, you know, I'm so grateful because I had this extra time with her. I was able to spend all day with her to even, you know, looking back at the day that she passed away and just how, how kind everybody was to us just because having gone to these different support groups um, you just hear these horror stories of people losing their children and how they're made out to be criminals. You know, it's almost mm-hmm. guilty until proven innocent. And just everybody was so kind. I remember um, some of, like, the first responders, a young um, police officer. I'm in the kitchen just doubled over crying. And this poor young young man, I mean, he had his hand on my back and he was rubbing my back and he was just trying to comfort me. And I just Mm -hmm. think, wow, like how difficult that must have been for him. Mm -hmm. But it just, everybody was just so compassionate down to the corner, down to just everybody that, that was there. It was just, I think any of the circumstances, the people that were put along our path really, truly helped to make that to make the situation just, I don't want to say easy, but it just made it that much more bearable. Mm-hmm. And um, I can't think that it's a coincidence mm-hmm. that it happened, you know, that, that everything worked out the way that it did. But getting back to your question about support groups. Um, <clears throat> oh, can I add one thing? Yeah. I think about um, the day we buried Maddie and at her funeral, and it was just such a heavy, heavy day. It was almost it was New Year's too Eve. heavy. Mm-hmm. It was almost it's New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. It was New Year's mm-hmm. Eve when we buried her, and um, 
the room was just extremely heavy and and uh, just so many broken hearts and during her service yeah during Mm -hmm. her service and i just remember thinking like i don't know how we can go on and um and then our year and a half old austin did something i don't remember exactly what it was but it just was like god's promise that you know you're going to get through this mm. and he made the whole room just lighten he was it, handing out pretzels to everybody yeah. he had a bag of pretzels <laughs> and he was handing out pretzels to everybody and, and it was just the moment that like there's no like we don't need to go into depression here we have this little boy that is a, a the joy of our lives and that we can move you know can go mm-hmm. on and we need to like pick ourselves up and mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. all those certain circumstances that you know god uh, you know someone who loses their first child like like that's so you know what i mean like mm-hmm. I, I i know it's all of them but i just feel like like the circumstances that we had made it so that we could God provided us with everything we needed to get through and mostly himself. God provided everything they need. I love that. 80 days of a short and precious life. God's story in Madison's life continues to live on and we are so excited for you to join us next week for part three of this three-part series as we continue to hear more about how God is using Madison's life for his kingdom.